0: Today is part two of My Waiting Room One Woman's Journey Through Infertility. Today's conversation is a continuation from last week's podcast episode, and if you didn't get a chance to tune into part one, please be sure to do so. Michelle has undergone multiple treatments for infertility and endometriosis. She talks openly about what has been most emotionally and mentally challenging about building her family how her journey through infertility has affected her relationship with her husband, and how she also provides some heartfelt advice and words of encouragement to those who are going through their own difficult journey to motherhood. Michelle and her husband are still on their journey to becoming parents, and they hope their story will inspire someone else. Every journey to motherhood is unique. Some of us have more difficult paths to navigate, while others follow the straight and narrow, hitting bumps further on down the road. Hi, I'm Sonia. I'm a mom whose journey to motherhood did not come easy. Here at Coffee and Grace, we have open and honest conversations about motherhood, provide hope to those who are anxiously waiting to become a mama, and a community where you can truly feel safe to speak your truth. The conversations here are honest, true hard and beautiful go find your coffee welcome to coffee and grace and remember you're not alone on this journey thinking back and i'm sure you can't just pick one (laughs) but can you share maybe what has been the most challenging part emotionally and mentally about building your family
1: yes definitely before that i just want to say you know um I still appreciate you recognizing like what I went through and that I had such a positive attitude, but I don't want it to like seem like I was just happy go lucky through it all. Mm. And I really did have, like I'd had bad days and I wasn't always right. positive. So other people that are going through this don't feel like you have to always be positive or always look at the bright side. Cause there's definitely going to be, trials and times where Hmm. it's not going to happen that day and that's okay.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that you spoke to that. That's so entirely true. You don't have to have it all together all the time.
1: No, definitely not. Um, And that's where these challenges come in. So, I mean, yeah, there's been so many challenges with the last three years emotionally and mentally, Um, the frustrations with doctors and the what-ifs, the big decisions you're forced to make. Um, I mean, the toll it has taken on my body and my mental health, um, as a fellow infertility warrior, you know, the unsolicited advice, Mm. um, (laughs) yes, the constant silver linings that people try to give you, um, everyone means well, and I get that, but it's, it's a challenge
0: Mm. and you get that. Yes, I do.
1: Um, for me, like I said before, I don't have fallopian tubes anymore, so it is actually physically impossible for me to ever get pregnant naturally. Um, but people will often say things like, oh, you never know. And miracles happen. And (laughs) yes, they do. They really do. But when you don't have the anatomy, (laughs) like (laughs) I don't have it and there's nothing that will change that. So, right. Um, for some people, they do end up becoming na- pregnant naturally. And, um, I know for you, that was the case. And right. that's amazing. And that is a miracle. Um, but for me, becoming pregnant um, through IVF is our only option. Right. So, um, with all that being said, I guess probably the hardest part has been watching others become pregnant and build their families so easily.
0: Mm, that's hard.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know you can relate to this. So that's like the main reason I'm talking about this because you get it. And it's hard yes. to talk about these things with people that don't get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many pregnancy announcements I've seen where those nine months have gone by and the baby is born. And now those babies are turning one, two, or three years old. And I mm-hmm. still haven't had a pregnant. A positive pregnancy test.
0: Oh, I can relate to that so much. Wow. Yeah,
1: it's hard. And it feels unfair and that you're being left behind. And I do get angry. And I feel like after everything we've gone through and everything I've undergone, like, how is this fair?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Like, how is it not our turn yet? And why do they deserve it more than me? And it's just hard. And but I know as a rational person (laughs) that the world does not work that way and that life is not fair. And that if getting pregnant was based on how much you want it or how much you've been through or earning it, then we would have all had babies by now. And lots of babies. Isn't
0: that the truth? Lots of babies. Yes.
1: Um, But that's not how it works. And even when your mind tries to trick you and, you become irrational because infertility can really make you become irrational. Um, it can really make you feel like a bad person. You
0: can, yes. That guilt.
1: Yes. And um, I know so many people out there, and just like me, have had friends get pregnant without trying. And um, I actually have a few friends who got pregnant around the same time and they weren't trying and they're actually both due within the next six months. And so that's been mm. extremely hard. Yeah.
0: That's and, hard.
1: Yeah. And I it's like hard for me to talk about because I feel like you know, you feel like you're gonna get judged for feeling that because way.
0: you're happy for them, right? Like I think I think you can be both though. And I'm sure you exactly. can agree, Michelle. You because they're your friends you have like a relationship with them so you you are happy for them but you're also deep down really sad for yourself and I think those emotions go hand in hand and I think it's valid but just because you're sad for yourself and it's hard and it makes you angry does not make you a bad person and it's it's not that you're not happy for them you're just very sad for yourself because that's what you want and it just it's hard to see someone go through it so quickly, so easily. And like you said, even when they're not even trying, I found that one almost the hardest.
1: Yeah. And like my husband will be like, after everything you've been through, how is this the hardest? Like, well, it just, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, you're, I'm but so it happy is. for them. Yeah. I'm okay. so happy for them. And I love their babies already because the babies yep. are a part of them, but I just feel so sad that I can't experience it with them.
0: Exactly. That's a good, I'm glad you added that piece.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's hard to watch anyone get something so easily that you have longed for and endured so much for, for so long. If if it's pregnancy or infertility or whether it's the job you're going after or, you know, something you want and then somebody gets it easily and you've been trying so hard it doesn't matter what it is. It's just, it makes it so much harder.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I do dread baby showers and pregnancy Mm. announcements and those awkward conversations. Um, but I do understand that I'm not a bad person and that it's all trauma related. And I really do think my friends do their best to try and understand that too. Um, So I just try and be a good friend and be there for them during their pregnancies because I honestly do care and it's important to me, but at the same time, I have to guard my heart.
0: Exactly. And I think, I think I'm glad that you said that too. Like, it's okay if you have to step away, um, even from relationships for a certain period of time, I'm not saying that's necessarily where you're at, but I think, I know sometimes people have to do that just to take care of themselves, and that's okay.
1: It, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's really hard to not become numb or hardened like during this process. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't want to be a negative person or the person that can't walk by the baby section in Target or right. that avoids eye contact with a pregnant woman or newborns. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I mean, nobody wants to cry after they leave a birthday party or a baby shower or after they hear pregnancy news because these are all wonderful things. Yes. But it's just part of the trauma of it all. And I've learned over these last three years to give myself a lot of grace.
0: Mm, that's really good because that's what you deserve during, like, after going through everything that you did.
1: Yeah. And I feel like as women, we sometimes forget and we give a lot of grace to other people, but we forget to give it to ourselves.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I have good days, then I have bad days and the days where I can hang out with my pregnant friends and ask them about their pregnancies and their future baby names and all those questions. And then there's days when I just can't and they do their best to try and understand that. Um, It's just hard to explain, and it's not them; it's me, and I'm working on that all the time. Mm. I mean, I know I built a wall around myself and my heart. Um, I have gone to therapy, and that has really helped me realize that I'm not bad or evil or jealous. I'm a person that has been traumatized over and over, and that pregnancy announcement, and that baby shower, that birthday party, those all rip open that wound that you've been working so hard to heal. And with each thing, it just opens it over and over again. And there isn't much you can do about it because that's life. Yeah. But you have to just accept it and acknowledge it and try to work past those feelings each time.
0: I really like how you described it as trauma related and, um, I've heard that before, but just the way you described it, like, I think that just helps people realize like how serious this is and how serious infertility is. And it's traumatic in many ways. And, and just thinking of your story, um, although maybe on the extreme side, um, but just however your story is looking right now, like it is traumatic. And so I think just the way you describe that so openly, um, by realizing, no, you're not a bad person, but you're allowed to feel these things and you have good days and you have bad days and you recognize that and you've seeked therapy to support you through that because it's not fun to feel like a bad person. It's not fun to be sad for other people or, jealous of them or whatever those feelings are you don't want to feel that way you want just to be happy for them and you just you want to feel all the good stuff but sometimes you're not going to and then it makes you feel like you're a bad person because you wouldn't wish what you went through on anybody I'm sure and and so that's why I think that you're happy for them because you would never want them to endure what you went through but you're also kind of like it's not fair That I have to do this. And so, yeah, it's, but it is hard. And I still sometimes, I still sometimes struggle with it a little bit. And different, you know, situations are triggering for me. Even, even though I am a mom now, I still can sometimes go back to that and it's yeah and so I think I'm glad I well I'm just thinking about it now you just really got my brain rolling and yes even though I am now a mom and have two children and I should just be and I don't think it does not shut off even then yeah. even when I get but, like a baby shower or announcement or a friend just got pregnant unexpectedly and it's still those emotions still come up it, they're not as harsh as they were And I can control them a little bit and it's not the same pain, but it's still there. And so I just think it's important to say that as well. It doesn't go away.
1: No, I appreciate you saying that because I feel like a lot of people think like once you get your positive pregnancy test test, or once you have your baby that you shouldn't have that trauma related emotion anymore. But I can imagine that this is a lifelong thing. And just Mm -hmm. because you get what you've been dreaming of doesn't take away the trauma you already experienced
0: exactly and so I'm really glad that you spoke to that because that just helped me sort through that and it just helps validate you know um, our experiences and that they're real and they're hard and just feel whatever that is and to just allow yourself to do that and know that it's okay yeah
1: definitely
0: so I always think back on my infertility journey and you have spoken about your husband and how supportive he was and how you couldn't have gone through this without him. And I often felt the same way about my husband and I couldn't have done it without him. But there was pieces of it that were also hard on our relationship. And I think looking back now, it has ultimately made us stronger. And I feel like we could go through anything now. Like, you know, starting a marriage the way we did. Like, I'm just like, oh, we've got through that. We can get through anything is sort of how my attitude is now. But can you speak to how your journey through infertility affected your relationship with your husband? And it doesn't have to be in a negative way, but yeah, no,
1: this part, I, this part makes me the most emotional. So uh, bear with me. Um, But yeah, we've had our moments where we've struggled and disagreed and, taken things out on each other or had poor communication. But at the same time, I feel like, like you said, we've never been stronger as a couple. Mm. Um, I mean, honestly, if I told my husband today that I wanted to throw in the towel on IVF and move on, he would probably jump for joy. Right. Um, He doesn't love this process and he hates watching me put all those hormones in my body and just what it has done to me in the past. Um, he hates the bad news and watching me in pieces, trying to get through yet another negative blood test. Yeah. Narnie.
0: No, that's okay. Take your time.
1: (laughs) It's so much harder when you say it out loud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. It is. Oh.
1: I mean, I've blogged about this and I've written many Instagram posts about this, but when you actually speak the words...
0: It's hard. Yeah, because it just brings it all to the surface.
1: Yeah. Um, so he is super open to adoption. And it actually, I think this is what makes me so emotional is mm. it just makes my heart burst, like how open he is and how much he wants to be a dad.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Um, I know how he longs to be a dad just as much as I long to be a mom. Um, it's killed me to not be able to give him a child naturally or through IVF yet, but he honestly has never made me feel like it's my fault. And at one point it's crazy that, um, I even said this, but at one point I, uh, Said to him, if you want to find someone else to have a baby with, I will totally understand. Someone that can give you a baby naturally, you won't have to go through all this. And what he said to me, I'll never forget. Um, He said, If I can't make a baby with you, then I don't want to make a baby with anybody else. This is you and me. Whether we make a baby through IVF or a baby comes to us through adoption. There's nobody else I want to raise a child with, or parent alongside of.
0: Oh gosh. I
1: mean, what? Oh, I yeah,
0: you found a good one, Michelle. Like <laughs> I I, I, I'm, that. I got tears in my eyes listening to this. It just, that's, uh, yeah,
1: wow. And I just, it that kind of made me like, I didn't know how much I needed to hear that at the time. Mm-hmm. And I knew my husband wasn't gonna leave me and find someone else, but I'm telling right. you, like you know the infertility gets in your brain and you just it does become very irrational and
0: And it affects your mental health because you're going through something so traumatic.
1: Yeah. Um it's just a reminder of why I married him and he truly is my best friend and I know for a fact that if it wasn't him By my side, I would not have been able to go through all this.
0: No kidding. Um, Mm.
1: And like through all this, I do think back to our wedding day often and those vows that we took. And I know for a fact when we said those vows for better or worse in sickness and in health, that at the young age we were and the healthy kids that we were, we didn't actually know what we were saying. Great. Because you never think that you're going to have to go through hardships. No, you never plan for them. No. And on your wedding day, the happiest day of your life, that's the last thing you're thinking about. But you you take such sacred vows. um, And the hardship has made us so much stronger. I do sometimes get a little sad when I look back at pictures from before infertility. Um, just how I na- how naive we were and how innocent we were and how we thought our life was going to be. I mean, boy, were we wrong. <laughs> but like I said before, it's not lost on me, the role that God plays in our lives. And I know we have endured all of this for a reason. And we'll be parents one day, one way or another, and whatever way that's supposed to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's powerful. Like, I think you're just the way you describe that is just it was that was very vulnerable of you and I really appreciate that because I think oftentimes when you think of infertility, like obviously it affects the woman in uh, like in larger physical ways as well. But I think oftentimes our partners can be forgotten in through this as well. and just similarly to you, like your husband, just, although there were moments for sure that you both were back and forth and struggling, but it sounds like he just really was your safe place to land and also gave you. He found a strength that you maybe couldn't find at times and he was that for you. And even though he was going through it as well in a different way and watching you go through, I know my husband would always say like the hardest part was watching you go through it. Uh And there was nothing I could do. I couldn't take it away from you. I couldn't do it for you. And that was just, I think that's really hard on our partners when they have to see someone you love go through something, go through something so hard. And I remember similarly, just how you described it with your husband. Like if you want to stop and if you want to be done, then we can be done. And in all, in many ways, they probably would have wished for that because it would, it just, it's so hard to go through it and it just might give you a break. So yeah, it's, that support system is huge. And it sounds like you had it and I know I had it and I hope if you were going through it too, that you have it as well, not only in your husband or your partner, but um, in your family and your friends as well. So you've been through a lot and, but if someone is listening and going through this, um, how did you sort of find that strength and to just sort of persevere and continue on, because I'm sure there was lots of times that it just you just wanted to quit and stop and take or even just take a break. And so, how did you how did you get to today, and just find a way to wake up every day and push yourself through?
1: Yes, sorry, I went quiet there for a second. My dog um, decided to come in here, and <laughs> I had to pay attention to him for a second. So, sorry, I kind of that is okay. Of- no okay. worries. Um, so the strength to go on, Whew. um, some days I don't have the strength. Um, and some days I don't leave my house or the couch or the bed or whatever it is. Cause I just don't have it in me. Um, but my desire to be a mom and his desire to be a dad is what keeps us from throwing in the towel. Um, mm. when you can't go a day without thinking about something and your desire doesn't go away, then to me, it's like, then how can you give up? Right. So yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be easier if we didn't have the desire to have children or um, pursue other ways to have children, but we do. So we just persevere. Um we're, we're definitely open to other ways to grow our family. I understand from going through it and watching others that IVF is not a guarantee. So We may not get any more embryos. Um, So to me, if we go through egg retrieval and no embryos are created, then to me, that's a sign that it's time to move on. Um, That's not for everybody. That's just my personal thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. Um, If we are lucky enough to get more embryos, then yes, we will try again. Um, But I'm also aware that the hormones for IVF are like throwing fuel on a fire when it comes to endo. Um, I do not want to risk endo coming back or being in pain or enduring any more awful surgeries. And honestly, my body probably can't take much more of that. Mm. Um, so if that happens, we'll definitely have to look at all of our options. Um, and like any couple going through years of infertility, you know your options and you've probably discussed them. Um, so we have discussed surrogacy. And while I never say never, um, it's just not an option that appeals to us right now. Um, so we have also discussed adoption in Link, and we've done a lot of research and reached out to adoption consultants and agencies and other adoptees to gather information. Um, We both love the idea of adoption, and we know that it's something that's probably going to be in our future. Um, If this next round of IVF works, then great. Um, But we also know that we want more than one child, and we aren't willing to keep going through this IVF route forever. So expanding our family through adoption, whether it's our first or second or third child, is definitely something we're open to. and. Even though I know it isn't an easy road to take, either. Um, it's one of the reasons I started following Coffee and Grace, actually. Um, mm. I love learning about your journey and I've loved watching your family on Instagram and listening to your podcasts, and you've really been a big inspiration to us.
0: Oh, well, thank you for saying that. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to give you any unsolicited advice. <laughs> <that> <laughs> we talked about people giving advice, but um, if I can just just speak openly and just say, um, just thinking about what you spoke about your husband and just finding that strength to persevere and continue on, I can honestly say everything that you've been through and the strength that you had to endure will only make you more appreciative of what you get when you become a mama and you will also, it will also make you um, a stronger mother because of it. So I just, that's not really advice. It's more of a statement, but I just really want you to know that um, you will take this hard journey that you went through those pieces of you will always be with you. But I can tell you, um, just from experience, you will take that into your parenting and, and not that I don't get frustrated and lose my mind and have hard days and just like every other mother we do. But I think sometimes I can come back to, this is what I always wanted. And this is better than, my dreams, like the toddler tantrum on the floor, not and this doesn't happen all the time. But sometimes, if I'm able to breathe through it, I was like, "This is this is like my wildest dreams happening right now." <laughs> like
1: yeah.
0: you know, even in like
1: and your worst moment, it's like right. Even in my
0: dreaming. worst, ex- I'm lit, and I ha- and I think it's just. And in those moments I'm not going to say I'm really feeling that instantly I'm, besides my head like I feel like the anger boil and the frustration but it just helps me get through those moments and I can instantly just be like this is the best this is what I always wanted and I I just know that you will get to experience that one day one way or another but I just your journey will it will just, you'll be not thankful for it later, but it will definitely um, affect the mother that you are and in a positive way. I truly believe that.
1: I appreciate you sharing that because you get it and you've been through a really hard journey. So just knowing that even though you have a toddler and they have tantrums and you have your hard days that you wouldn't change it for the world. Um, Right. It gives people like me, like... um, hope to know
0: that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Right. There is. There absolutely is. So, you have given um just even throughout your story, you have said lots of different things, lots of words of hope and encouragement, but if there's a woman out here listening right now to the Coffee and Grace podcast episode that we are recording right now, um and she is going through her hard journey and just waiting for her moment, Um, do you have any advice or words of encouragement to sort of help her get through her own difficult journey?
1: Yes. Um, and I know that my journey, um, has a lot to do with endometriosis. So if you're listening and you don't have endometriosis, you might think like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. Or like you can't relate, but regardless of what your diagnosis is, um, you have to listen to your body and trust your instincts. Um, If you're not getting what you need from your doctor, it's your right to ask them the hard questions, to request your records, to question them, or to get a second opinion. Um, My biggest piece of advice is to do your research on your doctors first, um, and just listen to yourself and your body. It will tell you, Mm. Um, and we both know that this journey is extremely isolating Um, And no two stories are the same. So for me, talking to a therapist that specializes in infertility, and actually my therapist had gone through infertility herself. So that was Mm. extremely helpful.
0: Yes, that Um, would be helpful.
1: Yeah. It's one person in the world that you can talk to that doesn't offer unsolicited advice and that doesn't try to give you silver linings or that doesn't feel uncomfortable when you talk about uncomfortable things. Mm. So therapy has honestly been a lifesaver for me. Um, Also blogging and sharing and writing down our journey through social media has helped and been so therapeutic for me. And it has helped me know that our struggles um, have helped someone else and it really has given my pain a purpose.
0: Mm, I like that piece about giving your pain a purpose. That's I love that. That's yeah. really great. Um, I really like the piece that you spoke to about just like talking to whether it's a therapist or someone who understands and just not like infertility is very isolating and you can feel very alone and I know I can completely understand that. And I, I wish, like what you're describing here, I really wish I would have taken advantage of that. And I didn't. I, I went through my journey in isolation and secrecy and not many people even knew what I was going through until probably I started blogging about my journey, um, probably about just started 5 months before jace was adopted. So it was pretty late in the game, and wow. as soon as i started writing and sharing about my journey is when i was just like i didn't realize how much i needed to do it just for myself, and then i soon realized just like you had said that if it helps somebody, it started like people were reaching out to me and being like i'm going through that or i had no right. idea you were going through that. Why didn't you tell me? And oh. And, or I wouldn't have said those things if I knew you were going through them. And it's like, I just caused myself a lot of extra unnecessary sadness and pain that if I just talked about it, but I think there was a lot of guilt and shame and a lot of things that came with it. And it was just really hard for me to share. And so if you are going through it, just like Michelle describes, like just as long as you're comfortable, but. If Even if you're not comfortable, like you and I, like blogging or sharing, you know, to the world over a social media platform, but even just finding somebody you can talk to who understands what you're going through um, is so important. And it's exactly why I created this community, um, because it was something that I wish existed when I was going through it. And yeah. so I hope that by sharing your story and my story and all the women that I get to speak to that I hope you realize that you're really like not alone and we just need to be talking about it more. So you don't feel that isolation. Like you should not have to feel isolated through your journey.
1: And it is really scary to share. Um, And there have been moments and I don't know if you felt this way, but there's been moments where I've sometimes regretted being so public because Mm. it just, it kind of invites more, um, of that unsolicited advice, or True. just yeah, but
0: where people get I awkward have... around you, right? Do you feel that yeah. too, or the so, yeah, other, the flip side?
1: I feel both like the awkwardness, and then like sometimes mm. like the looks of pity, <laughs> which mm, is yes. like, not my intention. um But then I'll get a message or a follower or just someone reach out to me that says, Thank you so much for sharing. I, I can totally relate and I don't feel alone because of you. So then I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I don't care about all the other things as long as it's benefiting somebody else.
0: Yeah. And that if it just benefits one other person, then that's okay. (laughs) That was enough. And that made it worth sharing your story. And I think, and you'll never know. And someone told me this too, when I was sort of just like, I was, you know, writing a blog and working on a podcast and I was just really overwhelmed with it. And it was just seemed like a lot of work and it was a lot of extra on my plate. And I, I just, I remember saying to them, like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Like, does anyone even listen? Is anyone even reading this? Like, does anybody even care? And, and then You know, when you start to think that and then they also made the point that, of course, you're even if you affect and I know even if I make a difference in one person's life or make them feel validated in what they're feeling, then it's worth it. But she also made the point to say that we'll probably never really understand and the reach that it is. So when you post about your journey, like you don't know unless they engage with you or reach out to you privately that they were inspired or motivated or your story made them cry or made them feel comfort unless they share that with you. But oftentimes people aren't going to do that. So it's just really hard to know. So I think it's just an important reminder. Yeah. That it's just, you have a story to tell. And I think if you have the means to, and the confidence and you're able to share your story because there's women who don't feel that they can do that. I think we have a powerful job and responsibility to do yeah. that for them.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. And actually, what you just said about like reaching out to people to tell them, like, I guess I don't really do that. Like, there's so many people I follow on Instagram that I like look forward to every day and they've helped me so much, but I've never actually told them that. <laughs> and I know.
0: And me, like, me neither. I absolutely yeah. haven't either. And sometimes I'll like, you know, quickly hit the like button as I'm scrolling right. through, but. But, yeah, they'll. I don't really ever share with them, like, that post just really hit me or made me smile or made me cry or whatever. I don't really ever share that, like, how thankful I am to see that on my feed. Um, and so, yeah, we just, I think I also need to do a better job of sharing that with people as well. And your profile is just one of them. I'm just, because I didn't share openly when I was going through it as much, so I'm yeah. just, like, blown away by that. that. That's incredibly it's easier to share back than it is to share during. And i and it's true. And so I am just so blown away by that strength and vulnerability. And I can 100% say you are helping a lot of people by sharing your story.
1: Thank you. And so are you, and you've definitely helped me. So I'm just grateful we found each other.
0: I'm so grateful too. That is the beauty of social media. There is lots of positives that we would have never connected otherwise. I don't think not through not anytime yeah. soon. Probably, yeah. Right, you
1: absolutely um,
0: right. Yeah. So on that note, how can members of the Coffee and Grace community get in touch with you and continue to stay engaged with your journey?
1: Yeah. So definitely come follow along with us. Um, if you're going through your own journey, I would love to follow you and. Be there for you, however I can. Um, I'm on Instagram at IVF to Baby um, and it's IVF underscore the word two T O underscore Baby um, And I'm on Facebook at Michelle Marie, um, and Michelle is one L M I C H E L E and M A R I E. I also have a blog, um, and that's Michelle Marie dot home dot blog. Um, but there's links on my, to my blog on my Instagram and my Facebook. Um, but the best way to keep up with us is on Instagram. I'm on that daily. I try to post daily, um, whether it's just a, in my story or an actual post, um, that's where we're the most active.
0: Okay, awesome, and I'll be sure to also link those up in the show notes. So if you're listening and you're frantically trying to remember that or write it down, I will also share that in the show notes so you can link directly to her. Um, and if you're following Coffee and Grace, um, I'll also tag that in her post so you can get connected with Michelle right away. And honestly, even if you're not going through your hard journey now, and maybe you're a mom or you never did, you won't be disappointed by by um following her pages and her journey it's just so inspiring and so beautiful and I just I just can't thank you enough Michelle the the detail that you went into um What you share today would not have been easy to talk about and just to open that up for all of us. I'm just so thankful for that, that you're probably going to be pretty emotionally exhausted after recording this podcast, but I know I appreciate it. I've learned so much. I knew very little about endometriosis and definitely not to the level that you described it. So Mm -hmm. I'm just thankful for that. And thank you so, so much um, for sharing your story today.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for bearing with me through this long journey and <laughs> blessed letting me share. And um, it really is so helpful, helpful for me to talk about it and just for you to give me that platform to share our story. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for that. So thank you very mm-hmm. much.
0: No, thank you so much. So like I said, be sure to listen. Um, I will connect you with Michelle in the show notes. And if you have any other questions and specifically about her journey and you want to reach out to her, I encourage you to do so. I'm sure she'd be more than happy to help you out or answer any questions or just give you um, sort of an encouraging word. So thank you so much for listening today. Take care.